Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I want to thank you guys, first of all, for anyone who listened to the last episode. I was not sure when I recorded that episode how it was going to go over. I was like, you know, am I a little crazy or, you know, whatever. But I'm going to share these thoughts because I really felt like the Lord was leading me to do that. And I am shocked because not only was that episode listened to by so many more people than usual. um, So that's great. You guys have been sharing it around, which is wonderful. But also, I'm not crazy. (laughs) So many of you felt the same after listening to it. So if you have not listened to it, I would encourage you to go and listen to it. It's talking about information overload and how we are not meant to bear all the burdens of the world. And we are not meant to know it all. But our little phones in our pockets these days um, are giving us almost that ability to know it all. And what is it doing to us? So I shared that on the podcast last week. But you might want to, if you if you want to skip through the beginning, because in the beginning, I'm really just sharing a whole bunch of different things. But you want to get to that really nitty gritty part. You can like... Um, forward through it and and get to that part and let me know what you think. So I also wanted to remind you guys that our Simply Living for Him ladies event that was canceled uh, or postponed, I should say, back in March because, or it's still March, but a couple weeks ago because of the weather has been rescheduled till April 23rd. So that's very exciting because if you were not able to make the event, we are still hosting Mar- um, April 23rd at Grace Bible Chapel in Chester, New Jersey, a ladies day out. And I just want to encourage you guys to go to this event because I just came back from speaking at a homeschool mom's retreat day in Denver, Colorado last week. What an amazing day it was. I think there were like 225 ladies. I mean, it was just fabulous. It You do not realize how much you need to be with other women until you are there. I laughed so hard I was crying at some points and you know it was just so fun to be together to have fun but then to dig into the word together oh it was just amazing so join us on April 23rd we also have our simply living for him ladies retreat coming up you're going to hear a lot more in the next few months as I start really um, promoting that as we approach uh, July July 13th to the 15th at the beautiful lodges at Gettysburg you can get your ticket at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat space is very limited So you will want to go and register as soon as possible if you think you are going. Uh, We already had an issue with some of the lodging for the event um, filling up. So please go check out the information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. Today, I want to tell you and encourage you, if you're a homeschooler, you're going to be encouraged. If you're just a woman, though, you will always be encouraged by the principles that I talk about. Even if I'm talking about homeschooling, you can apply it to your everyday life. But our year this year did not go according to plan at all. In fact, I would say it was probably our worst homeschool year ever, but we are not going to dwell on that. We are going to look at how the Lord redeems and how he is redeeming our year this year. And even though it didn't go as planned, I want to encourage you 
that you can always, always be learning in all things uh, and growing and and God is so good, even when it's your worst homeschool year ever. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. As always, Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print, digital, curriculum, and online classes. So this is a great time of year to go stock up on Apologia products for next year. They have science, they have math, they have Bible. Um, right now, you if you are new to homeschooling, you can access a free curriculum planning guide, which is packed full of homeschool information and encouragement from Apologia. We have loved Apologia products our entire homeschooling career. So go check them out at Apologia.com. So yeah, this was pretty much our worst homeschool year ever. No joke. I mean, when I say worst is, is I mean, how, what is that's all relative, right? I'm just saying worst as in we didn't stick to the lesson plans, not even one bit. No, uh, some bit, but this year was just completely, um, we were completely sidetracked by a lot of things. Now, I often talk about our best homeschool year ever. If you've ever heard me talk about our best homeschool year ever, ever, year ever that was the year that um, we used the Bible as our main textbook. And I often love to refer to that year because that was the year I didn't use curriculum. I didn't, you know, have a homeschool room all in order. I didn't have, you know, um, anything over the top. I literally just had my Bible and my kids and, and a heart to learn and to hear from the Lord. And it really was our best year yet. If you want to know how we did that, I taught language arts, science, history, uh, some math, all right there from the Bible. You can check out my e-course, which lately a lot of people have been purchasing the e-course, I think getting ready for next year or just kind of winding down this year. You can find that information at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com or just go to my website, simplylivingforhim.com and click on e-courses. You can go to the menu at the top where it says homeschool and find it under e-courses. You can even just email me and I will send you the information. Um, but that was really our best year yet. And that was the year that we were just like completely immersed in the Bible. So of course it was our best year yet. And when I think about this year being like, as I say, kind of in quotes, our worst year yet, I would still have to say it's been a really good year. So I want to encourage you that your homeschool year, and whether you're a homeschooler or not, your your year, your life, whatever season you're in, doesn't always follow the plan. We can make our plans, right? But the Lord determines our steps, says so in Proverbs 16, 9. We can make the lesson plans. We can fill out the planner. We can have all of these objectives and goals. But you know what? Oftentimes, God has other things in mind for us. And it would be easy for me to fall apart right now and be like, I am a failure of a mom. And you know what? Old homeschool mom, me, old homeschool Karen, a couple years ago, maybe 10 years ago, probably would have fell apart and said, I'm putting my kids in school. I don't know what I'm doing. I, You know, we've completely fallen off the train here. But I thankfully know that even though things have kind of fallen apart, sometimes God is right there in the midst of it. Like, yeah, your plans fell apart, but let me show you what I want to teach you. So let me tell you why it's been our worst year. So 
We have now graduated two. I only have two at home. Now you would think, you would think I have it all under control. I know what I'm doing by now, right? Uh, no. So <laughs> it's not even that I don't know what I'm doing because I do feel like obviously at this point, I better know what I'm doing. We're on 17 years uh, next year. Um, but often my plans are not God's plans. And, you know, you have to account for in your homeschool or in your life, you have to account for life happening, right? Uh, we often want our homeschool to fit neatly in a box curriculum package, you know, sealed up nice and tight. And we're going to undo that package. We're going to follow everything in order and we are going to learn. You know what? We often don't learn that way in life, right? It is not a neat little package. And so God is often going to teach us through the trials, through the messes, through the things that fall apart. That's how life is. And that is exactly how homeschooling is. And oftentimes we want to quit and throw in the towel. So if you're out there and you're like, yeah, my homeschool year was terrible. I'm, maybe I need to put them in school next year. I want you to stick with me here. Because if you're ready to throw in the towel, think about, are you throwing in the towel because you're just overwhelmed? Are you thrown in the towel because you really feel like you're failing your kids? Or are you thrown in the towel because, you know, it didn't go your way? Because we have to evaluate what are our real goals here? What are our, uh, what's our end game with our homeschool? And for us, our end game is never about finishing the book and staying, you know, right in the lines. Often, we're learning very out of the box. And I want my children to be lifelong learners. I want them to enjoy learning. But most importantly, to me, the most important thing I want them to do, the most important thing I'm going to teach in my homeschool is to teach my kids to follow God and to hear his voice. And we've had a lot of opportunities to do that this year because our year fell apart. So if my goal and my most important thing is to teach my kids to follow God and to hear his voice, then I'm doing pretty well this year, even though everything else seems to have fallen apart because we've had a lot of opportunities to seek him and to hear his voice and to follow him. And, you know, um, I believe that academics are important, but I also believe if you are teaching your kids to follow him and you put your spiritual goals ahead of everything else, the academics will fall into place. If you really believe that God is sovereign, then he is sovereign over their academics. If you are teaching your children to follow him, like literally what else is there to teach them? Because first of all, in our day and age, if you get off track with the lesson plans and you haven't finished a textbook and you don't even know what grade you're in right now, guess what? Guess what? In our day and age, we have so many opportunities to learn literally anything we want at any time. If you listen to that podcast last week, right? We can know anything at any time. We can take free online classes. You can take, you know, college courses online for free. You can go on YouTube. You can go anywhere, anytime. The amount of resources, the amount of information available to us is incredible. I told my son when he graduated last year, your education is really just beginning. I gave you a good foundation, but right now you can learn anything you want. You want to learn how to do something? Go do it. You don't feel like, you know, maybe I taught you everything you need to know about a certain subject or certain thing. Guess what? You can go now and work on that. You can learn on your own. Learning doesn't stop when you graduate high school. In fact, it's just beginning. I know for me, I've learned more in the past 5, 10 years than I ever learned in all of my K through 12 years of formal schooling. So do not feel like you have to squeeze it all in 
you know, in between the years of K to 12. And if you don't, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to your children? If you've taught them to how to learn and you've built the foundation and most importantly you've built their spiritual foundation they're going to be unstoppable because they have god leading them and so that has helped me tremendously this year to see that even though our year fell apart according to the plans in you know my quote unquote plan book because i really don't even have a plan book but the uh school plans i had for the year really kind of fell apart that it doesn't mean this year was a wash. In fact, it means that we had incredible opportunities to learn things that maybe the Lord wanted us to learn above all. And I can guarantee that we will catch up in, you know, our formal math lessons and we will catch up in our writing assignments. Those things are secondary to all the other things that I am trying to instill in my children. So it's hard for us if we come from that public school background, you know, of, um, you know, feeling like we have to get all the boxes checked and we feel like, you know, we have to keep up. And I know there are, you know, in certain states, you have to keep pretty rigorous records and you have to keep up. So yes, there are certain minimums that you do need to meet. And so I don't want to say that you can just, you know, do nothing and you'll be fine. But what I want you to understand if you're like me and your year hasn't gone according to plan or you feel like you're failing your kids or you feel like uh, your your homeschool came undone and maybe you're just, you know, failing or, or you need to, uh, you know, quit. I want to encourage you to kind of step outside of the situation and reevaluate and say, what did we learn this year? And how can we go forward now? How can we just pick up where we are and move forward? So let me tell you why our year fell apart. So two graduated already. I only have two left at home. Uh, and so this year was the the first year that my son was no, my oldest son was not with us. He went off to a gap year program, which has been an incredible experience for him. I'm going to share more on that in a future episode. Uh, definitely to share about some alternatives to college when you're finished with the homeschool years. Um, and so we dropped him off at the end of August. Meanwhile, we were planning a wedding for my daughter who got married in October. She got engaged in June and married in October. So you can imagine the months from June to October were pretty crazy, right? I mean, talk about trying to get all a wedding planned and trying to support her and help her, you know, be ready to launch into adulthood and marriage and all of that. Then at the same time, I dropped my son off for this gap year program at the very end of August, you know, and I remember saying we're not starting school until at least a week after we drop him off because I know me. I'm going to need a good few days to cry and, uh, you know, kind of grieve and mourn and all the things that come with dropping off your child at this, you know, a program or at college or whatever it is. And so um, that happened and we, you know, I, I had a very difficult time with the transition for my son. You would think it gets easier when you drop off, you know, the next one. Like I dropped off my daughter at college three years ago or it was two years ago when I dropped him off. You would think it would be easy and uh, it would be easier, but in fact, it was uh, it was harder. It was harder. I had a really hard time and so I... Um, was dealing with those emotions. I had a lot of emotions that came with dropping him off. I had a lot of fears and anxiety and worries that I had to work through with the Lord. And he really did work through those 
um, which was amazing. But you know, when you're in the thick of it, it's it's work. And then we had the wedding. So okay, we start school in September. I'm kind of like, you know, dealing with the transition at the same time, you know, planning this wedding that's coming in another month. And of course, October comes and you know, you're extremely distracted because everything at that point is about the wedding and the wedding wasn't local. So there's a lot to do. Like, you know, when it's not local, it makes it even a little bit more complicated. And then the wedding came um, the end of October, but I went out about five days early. And um, so I remember the week before I went out to the wedding. So we're talking like six weeks, maybe into our school year. My son had come home for a fall break. And I told my boys, because they missed him dearly, I am not going to make you do school when he's home. We will take a break as well. So we'll do school. We'll take that break. And then we're going to have the wedding. So we're really going to have like an extra long break, like a two-week break. So I was like, we really need to buckle down and get a lot of schoolwork done because I know that we're going to have the break when he's home. And then it was immediately after he was home, we had to go out there for the wedding. And, you know, you can consider me pretty much non-functional when it comes to school because we've got all this stuff going on and I'm planning for the wedding and you know, doing all the things. And there's just so many details to attend to. And so uh, I went out for the wedding five days before the wedding. And so yeah, we didn't have school for let's say at least two weeks before the wedding. And I remember thinking, all right, we're going to go out to the wedding. We're going to come home. And then finally, like life will settle down. <laughs> Famous last words, right? So I figure we're going to come home from the wedding, you know, take a day to regroup, to rest. And then we will be back into school mode. We will get our life back in order. We won't have this distraction anymore. And now we can really focus on school. And I had chosen, you know, certain things for us to do for the year. Um, you know, getting my son, it's his junior year. So making sure that he's getting everything done that's required for him for high school. My other son is now like in the thick of middle school. He's in seventh grade. So, you know, I had high hopes for a lot of these things. And thankfully, they are pretty independent. I mean, they're older now, so they don't need me for as much. But what happened was we came home from the wedding. I would say we got a day or two in and I started to not feel well. And then I realized after, let's see, I came home from the wedding on Monday. I think it was Thursday. I started to not feel well. Saturday, I finally took a COVID test and I was positive and I was very sick by Saturday. And the funny thing is, I remember being upstairs in my room because now I'm complete, completely quarantined. And the boys are downstairs and my husband's home because now he can't go to work because he has to be like quarantined and they're all downstairs and I'm upstairs. And besides the fact that now I'm feeling really crummy um, and I'm, you know, worried about, I'm, I was worried about my family because I had completely exposed them because we had all been together. Um, and I was worried that they were going to come down with it. Besides all of that stuff to deal with, you know, being sick, having COVID, feeling awful um, and worrying about my family. I'm like, okay, but, you know, they can at least, you know, they're not sick yet. They can at least do their schoolwork without me. And the funny thing is I'm quarantined upstairs and I have my computer 
And a lot of their stuff is on my computer. And so at that point, I remember my husband was like, they can't really do much without your computer. And you know, I'm I'm so sick in bed. All these things are going on. So at that point, I'm just like, forget it. You know, tell them to read something or do what they can, you know, just do whatever they can. Um, because I can't give them my computer because, uh, you know, I'm quarantined and so is my computer. <laughs> and so I just remember being like, I can't believe we're going to lose like a whole nother week now of school. So what started out as a small little fall break has now turned into this very large break. And um, so it goes, right? And so thankfully, none of them ended up getting COVID. Uh, but they were all quarantined downstairs, you know, the whole thing. And I was, I was in bed, I guess. I mean, I, I think I ended up being quarantined for 10 days. Uh, I was in bed, you know, and then I was able to come out of the quarantine. I did feel better, but I remember the first week after I came out of quarantine, I was extremely tired, like I couldn't move tired. So we can imagine that was not really a stellar week of school. All right, so are you guys counting? Now we're off like four weeks here. I mean, yes, they're doing stuff, but we're not doing any extras. I'm barely like, you know, I'm half-heartedly in it. So the bottom line is we lost a lot of time there. And then, of course, you know, I finally am, you know, getting back to normal and it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas. And then, oh, my goodness, now all of a sudden it's the new year. And I'm looking at the calendar. I'm like, where are we in this school year? Right. And of course, life just keeps hitting hard. Even since then, there's just been like one thing after another, one thing after another. And isn't that like life? First of all, it's never predictable. So when we try to make all these plans, we have to be very aware that these are loose plans, that ultimately God is in control of our lives, and we can try to stick to our plans. But when they start to fall apart, that's the time to say, all right, what is the Lord teaching me in these circumstances? And there's just been so many things that we have learned this year that have not been in the books, but I am thrilled for the lessons. Number one, we have learned... Um, how to really seek the Lord when things don't go our way. And, you know, what are the real important lessons? And, you know, we went through a huge, two huge transitions as a family this year. One was sending my oldest son off to this gap year program. So all of a sudden we're adjusting at home, you know, not with three boys, but with two. And the three boys are very close. So there was a lot of stuff to walk through with them. And then we are adjusting to our oldest being married. And that is a humongous transformation, uh, trans, uh, transformation. What am I trying to say? That is a transition. <laughs> that is a humongous transition. When you are a homeschooling family and all of a sudden you have now broken off a piece of that family because they are going to make their own, you know, fam little family right now. There's the two of them, you know, starting their life together. And there's these huge transition and huge changes that take place. And there's a lot of life lessons in that. And then um, my oldest, not my oldest, my second oldest son, the oldest one that's home, he has learned amazing things this year. So none of it has to do with our school books. None of it has to do with our plans. But I'll just say he has learned exponentially in life this year. He was working a job in the beginning of the year. Then he went and he sought out another job all on his own, locally, uh, close by, something that he wanted to learn. He just literally contacted a local business and was like, hey, I want to learn. 
would you hire me? I'm a homeschool, you know, student, I'm a high school student, um, and I want to learn this trade. And would there be an opportunity for me? And these people took a chance on him and hired him. And he's learning so many skills. He's learning so much about business. He's just learning a ton. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, I didn't plan any of that. I wouldn't even have dreamed of it. But when I look at it, it's like, you know, God made a way for this kind of all to work out uh, at this season of our life. And thankfully, we are so flexible in our homeschool that, you know, I used to call it loosey-goosey years ago because I felt so like, you know, I don't keep up with all those people who have everything scheduled. But, you know, that loosey-goosiness and has really, when I look at it, turned out to be an incredible flexibility, which has actually been an incredible blessing because he's been able to work and I can tailor our homeschool schedule around his work schedule because I really believe what he's learning at work is a huge education. He's learning a trade. He's learning a lot about business. He's learning about people. There's just so much. And so I'm really realizing that Yes, our school book plans have not uh, been necessarily met the way I thought they would be, but God's plans have been so much greater. And so that has been huge. So sometimes if your life, whether you're a homeschooler or not, is not going according to plan, and you feel like, wow, this is just the worst circumstances ever, how is God working in those circumstances? How is God teaching and growing you in those circumstances? How is he teaching and growing your family? You know, look outside yourself and see, what does God want me to learn in this? I've often talked about one of the worst years we had, like circumstantially, was many years ago. We had five deaths in as many months in one year in our homeschool year. We had five funerals in five months. They were all sudden. They were all unexpected. Uh, I mean, any death is tragic, but like one of them was extremely like a horrific tragedy the way it happened. Uh, two of them were friends, you know, fathers of homeschool families, uh, young, you know, they were very young people. So these were completely unexpected and completely, um, you know, hard things to deal with for my husband and I, especially for our children to walk through, you know, five funerals in five months is a lot of funerals, especially for young people. And I often said that year was, you know, horrible. And of course, we weren't getting our school books done. I mean, it was it was just a hard time. There was so many, there was, you know, so many different times where it was like, okay, we have another funeral this week. And, you know, we're walking through this um, tragedy with these families. And of course, you know, it was hard to do school that year. But when I look back at it, you know, it's just like the Bible says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. And it's not that like God wants us to be like constantly thinking about death. But yeah, when you have that perspective, when, you know, you are seeing tragedy and you're seeing um, eternity like in your face all the time, there's a lot of life lessons there. We walked through grief with people. Uh, we were able to walk through grief as a family. We were able to, you know, go to the Lord with so many things. So yeah, even though our school books that year did not get completed properly, 
we really walk through some life lessons that will stay with my children forever. So if you're walking through a difficult year, we've gone through job losses, we've gone through death in the family, we've gone through illness, we've gone through emergencies, you know, we've gone through something every single year. If you're in that place and you're feeling like, wow, this homeschool year, I'm, it was just a wash or, you know, this whatever, if your kids are in public school or, you know, you're just feeling like this year has not gone as planned. I would encourage you to remember that God does redeem and he does have a plan for whatever you're walking through. Uh, you know, I am known for staying up at 3 a.m. worried and thinking I've ruined my children. So I can guarantee you there's been nights this year where I've been up at 3 a.m. Like, Lord, I have failed my children. I'm so worried. They're not going to be prepared. You know, we are not on schedule to where we need to be. What's going to happen? And there's a legitimate care and concern there that I can take to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, because I mean, honestly, he holds the stars in the sky. Can he not redeem my homeschool year? He holds the stars in the sky. Can he not uh, help my children have the proper education? Like, really? We think we have this, you know, it's like a pride thing. Like, I have failed my children. I No, just take it to the Lord. He can absolutely positively redeem it. And I even look at it and be like, you know what, if we have to do a little extra school this summer, if we have to cram in some things next year, if we have to buckle down, so be it. That's another life lesson right there. So rather than crumbling and saying, I've failed, you know, if this was me many years ago, I might be like, I have to put them in school next year. Me, 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 I failed. That is a lie straight from the devil because... He wants us to say we failed because then we're not looking at who? The Lord. The Lord is the one who can pull us up out of it and put us right back on the path and redeem the time and redeem the situation and redeem the circumstances and show us many lessons in it. So we need to take our eyes off of ourselves and woe is me and I failed and this year was so hard and say, Yeah, those things might be true, but I serve a mighty God. He holds the stars in the sky. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. And I'm going to sit here and say, I failed my kids. No, the Lord has called me to homeschool, and he is not going to leave me to to fail. He is going to give me the strength and the power and the ability not only to catch up on what we've missed, but to show me the really important lessons that are the things that matter. And so... If you're having a pity party for yourself, because like I said, I'm the first one to be up at three in the morning and crying about and saying, I failed my children. They're not going to be prepared for life. They're not going to be prepared, uh, you know, with their schooling. There is always absolutely a way out. If God calls you to homeschool, he will equip you to homeschool. And that is goes for the years that are difficult. He doesn't call you to homeschool just for the years that it's easy. He calls you to homeschool because he has so much in store for your family. And there's just a smidgen of it that has to do with academics. If I have taught my children to follow him, I've said this from the beginning, and I've seen it now that I have two that are graduated and are living out their lives for the Lord. If I have taught them to follow the Lord, and I have taught them to seek him first in all things. Just like it says in Matthew six thirty three, seek him first and everything else will be given to you. If I have taught them to follow him, then it will fall into place. If we make the kingdom of God our primary concern, 
What else is there? Do we not trust him? Do we not trust him that it will all work out? My mom always used to say when I was little, it'll all work out in the wash. It does all work out in the wash. Because the Lord, first of all, he sees the timetable. We look at it as this semester, this quarter, this year. He sees the timetable. Our kids have a long time to learn everything they need to know. We don't have to fit it into a box. We don't have to fit it into a neat checklist. Because oftentimes the things he wants us to learn do not fit in the box and are not on the checklist. So I want to encourage you, if you're like me and you're up at middle of the night and you're like, I don't know, we've just, you know, maybe you had a baby this year. That was me one year. I remember thinking the year we had our baby. Oh, we're going to do all this stuff. Oh, are you kidding me? You know, you're up with the baby. You're exhausted for months. You're nursing around the clock. You're lucky you can just get by. Let me promise you and tell you this. That was back when my daughter was seven. She's fine. I did not ruin her in her homeschool journey. She is a self-sufficient married woman now, independent adult following the Lord. And because we had a baby back when she was seven, I did not ruin her. Yes, our homeschool year fell apart that year as well. But you know what she learned that year? She learned an awful lot about, you know, how a family operates when mommy has a baby, about all of us helping, about, you know, learning literally about babies and about how to take care of it. She learned so much. It wasn't in the pre-packaged curriculum box, but she learned. She is so prepared for life from her homeschool journey. Now, I did not do this homeschool journey perfectly. I am the first to admit that. I made a lot of mistakes. I am still apologizing to my adult daughter to this day for the mistakes I made. And sometimes those get me down. I'm like, oh. I said to her recently, I wish I was the mom to you that I am to the boys now. You know why? Because I learned a lot. I learned a lot over especially the past five years. But you know what? That's okay because God redeems. I wasn't supposed to be the mom to her that I am to them now. And God redeems. And I trust that even in my mistakes, even in the things I failed at, even in uh, the times that, you know, I fell short, that thank the Lord, He is her Father. He cares for her even more than I do. And He will redeem it. And He has a plan for it all. So if you're in a situation where you're like, you know what, this year just fell apart. Maybe you had COVID. Maybe your family had COVID. Maybe you had deaths in the family. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you had a baby. Maybe you moved. You know, we've gone through all those transitions. Every year, it's been something. We move. We have a baby. We lose a job. You know, we start a business. All these things have have happened. And all these things have prepared our children for life. I would say that my children that are adult children now, that homeschool really prepared them for life because they were immersed in life every day. It had nothing to do with staying on the school schedule and following the curriculum that prepared them for life. What really prepared them to be independent and, uh, you know, uh, well-rounded adults was living life with mommy and daddy every day. And that includes the ups and the downs. That includes the times that were tough and the times that were joyful, we don't just learn through joyful times. We often learn more through tough times. And so that's what's preparing them for life. So if you're walking through a season of transition or you're walking through a season of hard stuff, rest assured that God is teaching your children in that. You're teaching your children how do you run to the Father when things are tough? How do you keep your gaze fixed on Him when things are tough? 
Teach your children those things. Don't let them see like, oh, mommy's a failure because we fell off the schedule. Say, okay, our schedule did not go as planned this year, so God must have some other lessons for us and you know, in store for us. And point them to the Lord in all things. He will redeem. So I'm looking now, it's March. Our school year is supposed to end in June. We've had so many really good lessons. I am 100% secure in God's plan for us, even though you know, we may not be in the math book where we're supposed to be. I'm like, you know what? Then we take a little longer. Then we take this math book and we finish it next year. I don't have to be on anyone's schedule. Now, I know in 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 uh, certain states, you have certain standards and things you have to meet, but it's really, you know, okay to go at your child's pace and to go at life's pace. I've even thought to myself, so if one doesn't graduate next year, we can go at our own time and we can stretch it out. Now, that's not going to happen. He, he will. I will make sure he graduates next year. But if you're out there and you're like, you know what? We're not going to get it all done. They're not going to be prepared. Guess what? No one says when you hit 18, it has to be done. You can take a little extra time. You are on your schedule between you and the Lord. Don't let the world speak louder to you than the Lord. If you're in a place right now where you feel like you had the worst year ever, stop everything and go to the Lord. I would just say, don't even open a book tomorrow. Just open your Bible and really sit with the Lord and be like, Lord, I really need you to lead us. I really need you to um, give us the strength to get through. And I know he will 100%. We can't, sometimes he wants us to kind of just like say, you know what? I can't do this on my own, Lord. I need you. We literally cannot homeschool anything, parent anything without him. And so sometimes when things fall apart, maybe that's right where he wants us so he can put us back together and show us the way it should look. And remember that life is never neat and orderly and perfect. And if you look at any person in the Bible, our heroes of faith Their lives were certainly not perfect. They faced persecution. They faced jail. They faced tragedy. They faced illness. They faced all kinds of things. And they're the heroes of faith that we look to. So if your year has fallen apart, it might just be where God wants it right now. God can redeem and he will redeem. So I really wanted to encourage you in that today. I wanted you to, uh, you know, take heart. That if you're like, first of all, you're not alone. Because I have been there, not just this year, other years where I felt like, wow, this year has really just not been stellar. Take it to the Lord. Trust him. Don't give up. The devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you, whether you're homeschooling, whatever it is, he wants you to be like, I'm a failure. I can't do this. You turn your back to him and look right at Jesus and say, Lord, I trust you in all things. If you can hold the stars in the sky, you can certainly hold my homeschool together. You can certainly hold my family together. You can certainly hold my job together. You can certainly hold my life together, whatever it is. Look to him. It's not falling apart. It's right where he wants you. And he can redeem it. So I hope that this encouraged you today. 
If it does, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You can leave me a message now, a voice message at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. You can email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. You can comment wherever you're seeing this as well. Um, And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear, you know, if you need prayer, I will 100% pray for you and uh, encourage you that your year has not fallen apart, that God is holding all things together. I also wanted to remind you that if you enjoy the podcast, you can now donate. You can become a monthly donor to the podcast at anchor.fm slash him. There's a button there for support, uh, and that makes a huge difference for me to keep the podcast going, to keep all the things that I do at Simply Living For Him going. I would love for you to uh, consider that. Uh, you can do a one-time donation, a monthly donation, and that just helps keep the podcast on the air. If you do enjoy it, it is such a blessing to me to have those supporters. So thank you for all who have supported the podcast in some way. I also wanted to remind you that I uh, will be speaking at Simply at Simply Living for Him at Teach Them Diligently in Texas, Round Rock, Texas on uh, March 31st through April 2nd. Um, and then our Simply Living for Him retreat, which is July 13th to the 15th. Also, like I said, those e-courses are available right now. My Bible-based homeschooling e-course, which has been selling a lot lately because people are preparing for next year. And sometimes you just want a break from the usual curriculum. And that's what we did. I cannot imagine spending hours in the Bible a day and damaging my children, right? So we took a break a couple of years ago and we just, a couple, it was many years ago now, but we just studied the Bible for a year and it was amazing. So if you want to see how we did that, you can go check that out at my e-courses. You can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com. I also have an e-course that is really great for this time of the year called Simplify Your Homeschool. If you need to regroup, this year is kind of like, you know, ending and you're looking ahead to next year and you want to regroup and simplify things, go check out that e-course as well. Um, And my books are available on Amazon anytime you need a little homeschool encouragement or my devotional, which is a book for all women, not just homeschoolers. You can find all that at Amazon. And uh, I would love to hear from you. So let me know what you think of this podcast. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.